Bulletcast for life. Get up, get up! This is a revolution! This is our time to rise! Look deep within your mind, look deep into the hate in my eyes! We are the elite, and you are the weak! No matter how hard I fall, I'll get back up on my face! Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. I am the Microphone Messiah, and of course, my co-host is the Canadian Destroyer, BT Brandon Tanguma. Brandon, it's Thursday afternoon. Uh, you know why we're here. We're here to talk some sports entertainment. Are you excited? I am excited to talk some pro wrestling here on uh, this pro I, wrestling podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, did you not read the description of the show? It's sports entertainment now. Yeah. Good for you. Good for Still, good still for, not going to say it. Good for us, bro. You know, good for us. This is a sports entertainment podcast. I'm the greatest sports entertainment slash recreational podcast from the world. It's great. It's fun. It's absolutely wonderful, you know. But uh, let's let's get right into it. So SmackDown, uh, Jay Uso aligns himself with Roman Reigns. He finally uh, acknowledges his cousin as the head of the table, the tribal chief, and he assaults uh, Daniel Bryan, hits him with an Uso splash through the announce table. What are your thoughts on this? So this was kind of put into two parts, the opening segment with Jay and Roman, which I thought it was good. I think maybe Jay kind of over-relied on the word oos a little bit, but I think it was good delivery, maybe kind of the weaker of some of the other segments that they've done together, but I still enjoyed it. And then the match itself with Dana Bryan, I liked it. I'm one to kind of wish Dana Bryan didn't lose because, you know, I like my boy Dana Bryan. But on the other hand, he is kind of one of the only sympathetic acts that you have on the roster that means anything so if you're going to do a big angle like this i guess daniel bryan is probably the right guy to do it so i mean that's fine and then when it comes to kind of the overall story i'm still going to wait and see because you know jay was so definitive on not joining uso but then he is so then i assume maybe jimmy is going to come into the fold sooner rather than later and he's going to be kind of the, the stronger of the two and he's going to try to you know take Jay away from the dark side. That that could be a possibility, but, you know, rumors are circ- circulating rampantly that uh, there's going to be a, a pretty dominant faction consisting of the Anawaii uh, dynasty running through SmackDown. So I'm, I'm interested to see that. I really am, you know? And plus, there are a lot of uh, members of that family that are in the business that aren't in WWE. I mean, you have Jacob Fatu, but, you know, he's with MLW. He's their champion. But you have guys like Lance on Hawaii and all the Samoans that dominated um, that APW show we were at last year. And, of course, you can have Rikishi come in and stuff like that. So I, it, it'd be very interesting to see um, that kind of play out. Uh, moving on to outside of the ring, Kylie Ray leaves wrestling. So she took to her Patreon Monday morning and said, good morning. I'm truly sorry for the pain I've caused and miscommunication. I am currently unwell. Uh, I'm also sorry that I wasn't able to get this out before your monthly subscription charge. I want to take this time to say I am no longer a professional wrestler and I am currently taking a break from social media. It's been a very hard decision to make. But please understand, when I am well, I will try to fulfill any obligations that I have missed. During this time, most tiers will not be able to be fulfilled. Please feel free to unsubscribe from this membership slash Patreon account. Thank you for understanding. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the news was broken by, like, every pro wrestling outlet you can imagine. I mean, she pulled out of, uh, what was it, Bound for Glory, Um, the the Impact pay-per-view a couple weeks ago. And... You know, she, she's been very open about her struggle with mental health. A couple months ago, she was on Chris Van Vliet's po- podcast and uh, show, and she talked about, you know, she just wasn't well. That's why she uh, had to leave AEW, because she was going to be one of the one of the rising stars there when it, when it first started. But um, it's unfortunate, you know, mental health, it's really become something that we've been more aware of within the last couple of years, especially within this year, you know, with COVID and everything that's going on and people being out of work and stuff like that. But Kylie Ray, I hope hopefully that uh, you get the help that you need and hopefully your your soul gets all the all the rest and peace that it deserves, you know? 
we talked a little bit about this last week with her not being at Bound for Glory. And as you said, you know, she's kind of had a history of some mental health issues. And if pro wrestling might be the stem of that, the pressure and everything surrounding it, and that just has a negative effect on her, then good for her for kind of realizing that and stepping away. And it is kind of sad, kind of from a fan's perspective, because as you said, she did have a lot of potential, but, you know, mental health and just health in general should come first for all the wrestlers. And, you know, just because we like seeing her wrestle and she's a good act doesn't mean she should put her mind and body through everything that's going through. And it's a mystery. Like we still don't exactly know what happened in AEW. It's not our place to find out or really question if she wants to come out and talk about it, then that's her right. So it's just kind of a, you know, it's a mystery at, at what's going on at this point, but good for her for kind of realizing the things and getting everything right. Absolutely, Kyler. I wish you a speedy recovery. I see your shirt says WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Is, is that right, Brandon? Oh, WrestleMania 14. WrestleMania 14. Well, the guy that won that match, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, yeah, the producers of the Last Dance documentary, the uh, critically acclaimed docu series about uh, Michael Jordan. You know, probably the, the greatest to ever do it. Uh, they're going to be doing one about Stone Cold Steve Austin. The news was broken on uh, Chris Van Vliet's show when he interviewed uh, former WWE ring announcer Lillian Garcia about her return to WWE, Chasing Glory, all that stuff. But, yeah, are, I mean, Austin's your guy. Um, you love the last dance documentary. You've said that here on this show. Are you excited for this, dude? Because I am. I am so excited. For this, I don't know if it's going to be exactly like the last dance or it's going to be put in like, you know, a few different parts, but Stone Cold, I love him. Uh, I, I, we've heard a story before, but I think if we can get like a real sit down, full fledged, deep, deep dive, I think that can be a whole lot of fun. And I've kind of gotten back on my WWE network grind. I've been watching a lot of uh, 1998 Raws and the pay-per-views at the moment. So I'm kind of getting back with my love for Stone Cold and it just kind of, you know, stamps the seal of approval and, you know, really emphasizes why I think he's so great. Absolutely. I mean, Austin, obviously one of the, one of the best to ever do it. Uh, give me a hell. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, you, you're doing the Austin voice. No. Wow. For the people, Brandon. You got, you, give I, don't them what, do, I don't do impressions. Give them what they want. The people but, do want. They, but do they, you know, Smokey said for me to do it. I'm definitely not doing it now. Just because he, wow. All right. Uh, Cody Rhodes is back. Yes. The long four-year battle is finally over. Cody Rhodes, Cody has his last name back, man. I'm, I'm excited for him. Uh, after um, it was a dark segment, a dark promo, a fan filmed from Daly's Place. He says, you know, the battle's over. Feels so good to be Cody Rhodes again. Hey, man, I'm happy for him. So this, this is the question, Brandon. Cody couldn't challenge for the AEW world title. Can Cody Rhodes challenge? For the All Elite Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship? Now that's just kind of a slimy lawyer <laughs> way out of it. I don't think that's a babyface move, which I keep saying. I think the only way he challenged for the title is if, if he's a heel. Hey, I, I could see him doing that. I could, like, picture the delivery right now. It, it would be something cool to do. I'd, 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 I'd like to see that happen. But are you glad that Cody has his last name back? I am glad that he has his last name back. It's kind of been up and down, and we've been hearing conflicting reports. Cody says, like, oh, I can use it, but I don't want to use it. But now there's reports that he can use it because of trademarks, and it's just very complicated. And, I mean, even on AEW itself, we even heard Chris Jericho call him Cody Rhodes. Jim Ross has let it slip a few times. So, I, I mean, it's kind of like you're, you're, like, kind of allowed to say it, but you're not really allowed to market it. Yeah, well, it's it, it's it, it's it's his again. Uh I mean, it was his legal last name since he was 18 years old. It was just a whole battle. Uh, apparently, he's given up on the uh, trademark pursuit of Slamboree and, of course, the match beyond, which we know is going to be their blood and guts war games. That was going to be their big thing before uh, COVID and everything. But I'm glad to see Cody got his last name back. I'm so happy for him. All right. Another APW star makes his debut for All Elite Wrestling. The Futra, the Battle King, Dave Dutra. He uh, made his debut for AEW Dark. Happy for him, man. You know, we're seeing the gimmick that he was going to debut um, at the next set of APW shows before COVID hit. 
I'm happy for the guy, man. I, I watched him in the garage for years. Former APW Internet Champion, uh, just doing his damn thing. Love it, love it to death. Yeah, he's one of those guys out here that's you know a fan favorite, a local guy. You know, one of the guys who you would think, oh, you know, he's fine over here, but he's not really going to do anything. But it is nice to see him kind of make it. It is on dark, and we're seeing AEW give uh, the APW roster uh, a lot of opportunities. So that's kind of nice to see because you know now that I've been watching independent wrestling for a long time i can finally you know be one of those people like oh you know back in my day i saw him wrestle with only 12 people in attendance i can be one of those guys now yeah absolutely of course apw they, they do like a nice cool 1200 people but uh yeah oh don't forget he was a uh, the fir- one half of the first ever yolo county tag team champions with aj kirsch hell of a gimmick they sold cardboard championships bro that's that is a hell of a gimmick I love that. All right, Jonathan Grisham, he's the new Ring of Honor Pure Champion, and I like how they're using the uh, the old Pure Championship. I love that. What are your thoughts on this? Good for Jonathan Grisham. You know, Pure Championship. I'm, I like my technical wrestling. Definitely have seen all the matches from ROH. Glad to see him win it. Shout out Mama Thickness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out Mama Thickness. All right, Steve Carino wins the ECW title 20 years ago today at November to remember uh, I think it was a a, a triple a double Jeopardy match. I know I know uh, ECW did that. I know uh, I think I know Sandman was in the match. I know it was a Fatal Four Way. I can't remember the other two gentlemen that were in the match. Alexander Wolf from Imperium. He's 34 years old today. And Allison K, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, she's 33 years old today. So happy birthday to uh, those those people, those, those fine fine people. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to our fan mail. It's going to be kind of a quick episode today. You know we. Got, a, got other got other things to do here on the show. All right, Robert Walker. Was at a signing once, and my buddy lost his ish for Scott Hall. He's not a huge Scott Hall fan, but a mega ultra fan of the Intercontinental title. With that being said, is, is there a said championship or person that held said title that you would absolutely mark out for? Wow. I think I've heard I've heard this, uh, I've heard this before somewhere before i think on peter rosenberg's pod like one of his friends is a mark for the IC title too like he marked out when he saw pat patterson um brennan what title are you an absolute mark for and you know if you were to hold said title or meet a guy that's synonymous with that title who would you mark out for so i'm not the biggest title guy in the world i like the title designs but i think for me it would probably be stone cold the old I mean, guess not the winged eagle. I mean, I don't even know what you call it because it's like kind of the in between the winged eagle and then there's like an eagle on it. But the Attitude Era belt, oh, the Attitude the, Era WWE the, title, the, the big eagle. That's mm-hmm. what they call it. I the mean, big eagle. if I wasn't on this show, I'd mark out for that bad boy right there. You see that? See that over my shoulder there? I'd mark out for that all day. Uh, but seriously, um, let me think, man. Like, ooh. I don't know. I'm a mark for the Oval Intercontinental Championship because I love it, but I, I don't, I don't know, man. I love the Undisputed Title just because that's kind of the first real title that I watched as a kid. That's that's true, you know that 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 that, that is true. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's 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 an interesting. Actually, you know what? The Spinner. I grew up with it, bro. If I were to meet John, and I mean he's synonymous with the Spinner, he he invented the thing. That would be cool. There we go. That's that's my answer. The spinner title. Get a picture of me and Big Match John with a replica spinner title, or maybe the one from the warehouse. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, Dan, Saturday I vote Darby. He's my pick for the TNT title, and I got Hangman. It's his time. Kenny had a top run in Japan. Let Paige shine, and hopefully um, the votes for Darby will be in sooner than the presidential election. Ha ha ha! That's funny. I like I like that kind of humor. Um, I mean, we're gonna talk about Darby, and we are going to talk about Hangman and all those guys once we get to our uh, AEW full gear predictions, because you know the title's on the line for it. Um, I I might finally have a chance to hold the thing that has eluded me since its inception. You know what I mean? All right, and brightest day X, Mister X, Mister X, shout out, Mr. shout out, Mister X. X. No hootie who today. Oh man. Maybe, maybe he's going to take a break and come back at 200. Yeah. I'm sad. Um, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Um, and Brad is an X. 
Got to say congratulations to Jonathan Grisham on becoming the new Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Absolutely, dude. Do you think Hangman will beat Omega and go on to face Moxley to win the title and get, or, or gain a reputa- reputation and uh, – or I'm sorry, uh, or gain redemption for failing to get in the first place? I don't know. There's a story that could be told there with Hangman getting to the quasi-main event top level but never actually – pulling the trigger and getting the job done. There's a real story to tell there. I like that. Uh, also, is it is it me, or did it seem like Jay gave in a little too quickly to Roman? Yeah. I do agree with that, especially because he was so adamant at the beginning, and then he just kind of switched with no real reason. Obviously, we'll probably hear something this week on SmackDown, but I do feel like it was kind of too big of a, too quick of a turn. Hey, bro, I look at it like he, was, he and his family were going to be out on their asses. You know, his little little boy and girl were going to be on the street. They were going to be out. Of, I mean, not on the street, but you know what I mean? They were going to be out of the family. They weren't going to be able to play with their cousins, their uncles, their aunts and all that stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you got to swallow your pride and accept who's the head of the table. It's just it's just it's just the way it is, man. You know, it's just the way it be. All right. Raw recap Miz almost cashes in uh, the. The Money in the Bank briefcase for the WWE title. I think what Drew McIntyre defeats him and John Morrison, right? And Randy Orton's laid out and all this stuff. Yeah. I agree, Smokey. I don't know exactly what they're doing with The Miz, putting the whatever Money in the Bank briefcase on him, and then also having Randy Orton win the championship because you're having two heels go up against each other at Survivor Series. But, uh, I mean, there was some good drama there, I will admit, you know, having the Miz cash in, and it was like, oh, you know, maybe they'll do it. And this was the whole reason behind it, but, I mean, it's whatever. Here's the ultimate heel move, and it all ties in together. Edge and Orton aren't done yet. They're not done yet. We know that. You know, we need a rubber match. So, Edge can come back and win the Rumble, or a SmackDown guy can win the Rumble and go on to face Roman. Uh, So, we get... Basically, I'm saying Edge versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania for the WWE title. Edge wins the world title, and after what, like, a 10-year hiatus between championships, coming back from the next surgery, all of that, we have an amazing moment. Orton punts him in the head. Mrs. Music plays. He runs down that ramp and the Edge, he's the master manipulator, the ultimate opportunist, the master of the Money in the Bank contract. He did this to a bloody John Cena, to a bloodied Undertaker. He gets cashed in on. The Miz wins his second WWE World Title, and then he can tell the story. I went ten years in between titles too. There, but but the difference is, I never left. I stayed here. I didn't hurt my neck and have to go home and play daddy. There's a story there. Yeah. I, I don't think you should waste the second Money in the Bank cash out of WrestleMania on The Miz. I think if you're going to do that, you should be a much bigger star and a much bigger, you know, overact. And yes, it oh, will be oh. in Tampa Bay and there's probably not going to be as many people there, but it'll get a big pop. Okay, we'll do it the next night on Raw. There we go. I'm, I'm more opposed to I, I, I'm okay with that one a little bit more, but uh, going back to Survivor Series and Randy Orton and having the title, everything like that. I am kind of wondering if the whole reason, like not the main, main reason, but one of the reasons of taking the title off of Drew is because of Survivor Series and they're saving Drew versus Roman Reigns for somewhere down the line, maybe WrestleMania. Who knows? Could be a possibility. We don't know. If they can't get Dwayne, then yeah, that's probably the backup plan. Uh, Firefly Funhouse. Alexa Bliss, she's great in this role. I love it. Uh, throw some in some some sparkles, some pixie dust, and let's get a little bit of that fairy bliss back. Yes, sir. I mean, it's a different act, so it kind of switches up the uh, Firefly Funhouse and Bray Wyatt, so it's not like repetitive as it usually is. So, I mean, I'm still not the biggest fan of everything with Bray Wyatt, but uh, at least it's something different at this point. At least it is something different at this point. Uh, there was a guitar on a pole match. Bro. Bro. This was uh, Vince Russo to the fullest. You have anything to say about this? Yes, no, maybe so. Have you listened to, excuse me, have you listened to Elias' album? I have not, but Philip, I appreciate that on the script on guitar and a pole match, you use the correct pole spelling. 
Oh, I should have put P-O-L-L, like, at the polls. Ha ha ha! Because it's an election year. Well, at least you can tell the difference between the polls and the spelling. Oh, of course. You know, Unlike I'm, our president. I, uh, I'm, I'm educated. I think I have a higher IQ than number 45. I'll put that on record, ladies and gentlemen. Or as the kids say, I'll put that on period, poo. I've literally never heard that in my life. Dude, I heard it for the first time last week. I'm like, period? Like, the end of a sentence? And who is poo? I had to find out, man. I gotta stay hip, though, dude. I gotta, I gotta stay hip. Like, I'm, I'm getting older now. I gotta, I, I gotta stay Why you gotta get on the TikTok to stay with the trends? The, the talk tick? Yeah, you, you gotta do that. And the Reddits and the YouTubes and the Instagrams and all that stuff. Stay for Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to get a TikTok. I'm a grown man. We've, I think we've already established this. I don't have a TikTok, but my dog has a TikTok. I just supervise it. That's. I don't even know what to say to that. I really don't. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, AEW. Oh, that was a good one. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Been working on the vocals, guys. Been working on the vocals. Mm. Speaking of vocals, we're having a uh, interview guest hopefully next week, and we might get some vocals on there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not from me, but from the guest, obviously. Um, so I didn't see all of Dynamite, uh, but Brandon, you can kind of like patch us in after we talk about these subjects. So I did catch um, the middle to end of uh, Private Party versus the Young Bucks. The Bucks with the BTE trigger get the win over Private Party. Yeah, another good match, as you'd expect from these two teams here. I do kind of wonder what's the story behind having the Bucks wrestle this match. Maybe it is kind of further cementing them, kind of trying to get back on the right track and have them turn babyface, or I guess keep being a babyface at this point. But uh, I mean, I think more of the story really came after the match, and it was even. Between, I mean, I guess you know, FTR comes down, tries to beat the Bucks down, but then Hangman Page and Kenny come out to make the save, and there's a lot of tension there. And I, I really, I really enjoyed the the finishing sig the ending segment of this match and also kind of adding in the sit down promos with Kenny and Tony Schiavone and hangman and Jim Ross. So I was asking for them to kind of get things back on track. I think with bucks and FTR, there was kind of, it was kind of harder because of what the bucks did the past few months. But I think with Kenny and hangman, they were able to kind of get it on the right direction and kind of reestablish the tension that these two have. Absolutely. I mean, do you want to go into a little bit of detail about the, uh, the interview portion, I missed that. So the Kenny one came first, and it was just kind of more of the same of him, uh, you know, trying to be the top guy, trying to be back, try to be basically New Japan Kenny Omega again and be the top singles guy. And just, I mean, it, it was kind of more the same with him, but then on uh, Hangman's page, uh, on Hangman's page, on uh, Adam Page's, you know, segment of the interview, he was kind of more drunk, Adam Page again. He was a little nervous. He was a little weary, kind of having some false confidence going into it. So I don't exactly know if that's more of a babyface trait because they, they kind of leaned, they kind of, you know, pulled back on the drinking aspect of Hangman Page's character, but for every single match he goes in sober that's not an actual you know fault of his during the match so i think just having hangman and kenny back in the ring together and i think having that glass where people were at least i was thinking like okay is hangman gonna hit him with the glass or do something with it but he didn't no chair shot no nothing but i do expect something big to happen at full gear yes 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 are you full gear ready brandon I am full gear ready. Very excited for these matches because for the most part, I am not very confident in a lot of these picks. I'm I'm not very confident in the time of this of this pay-per-view. If we can get in and out in like three hours is the sweet spot. If we can get in and out like four to seven, I'm cool with that. You understand, you know? There are, there are some matches on this card that I do not need to be on. They they were actually, you know what, a couple of these could be on the kickoff, I'm be honest with you. That's that's just the way I feel. You can have like two of these on the kickoff. You really can. Yeah. Anyways, what else was on Dynamite, Philip? Um, Kingston Moxley segment. You know, Mox is like, you know what? I'm sorry that I quote unquote sold out and went to go live my dream. Um, but I'm not sorry for buying my mom a house and all that other stuff. Kind of what we've heard before. Uh, you know, Mox talked about how uh, that he told his Eddie's mom that he would look out form and all this other stuff and you know they just really got under each other's skin and they weren't allowed to get physical because if they were then the match was going to be called off 
for uh, this Saturday night. I absolutely love this segment. It's more strong promo work by both these guys. It could have done without the extremely, extremely close nose to nose, mouth to mouth, face to face that they did. COVID protocol and everything like that. I I understand that they but probably they both have tested done that. negative, bro. Yeah, but not always, you know, negative tests. And I mean, Scorpio Sky tested positive and he was supposed to be on the show and that just didn't happen. Gotta but anyways, got to watch who you're around, bro. Anyways, back to the segment. I very much enjoyed this. I think the, uh, you know, talking segments from both these guys throughout this, uh, whatever you, uh, this feud has been really good. And I love the ending line from Moxley where he says, you know, I, you're going to have to break a promise to your mother or you can't keep a promise to your mother because you're not going to beat me and get this title. I thought that was just a great, you know, baby. I mean, it's kind of like a little underhanded heelish line, but it was just great. It was just a nice little exclamation point on the whole segment. I did. I did. like. I did like that. When he went to the back like that, I thought he was going to send like the Lucha Bros out to attack him or Butcher and Blade, something like that. But I guess not. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it because there was no beat down. There was no physicality. It really it's more tension. We had tension with uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. We had tension again with uh, Moxley and Kingston. It just makes you want to watch the match and see what they can do. Absolutely. And that's very rare in wrestling where go-home segments like this don't end in like any kind of physicality. So I, and, I, and really, the only segment that that was was the FTR Young Bucks beatdown. We didn't get anything with Cody and Darby. For the most part, no one really touched, which made when they did the FTR beatdown, it made it that much bigger. Absolutely, 100%. Um, tell us about Pac's promo. So they kind of duped us, at least duped me a little bit. I thought maybe Pac was going to be in Jacksonville, but it was a sit-down, not a sit-down, but kind of like a pre-taped vignette-type uh, angle that he did, I assume, over in the UK. And it was just basically like all of us in quarantine. We're all cooped up. You know, sometimes we'll go on walks alone. We're alone in the house. We're sitting on the couch and then we have like all these different voices in our head and we're just like going crazy. And that's basically what Pac was. He's going crazy in lockdown. And once he gets released, all hell is going to break loose. He hears voices in his head. Do they talk to him? I was going to finish the segment, but you know, I'm not a big Randy Orton guy. Okay, Randy, I like you. I like you, bud. Um, yeah. And he light way better. Wait, what? His light, whatever theme song, way better. He hated that one. I don't care. It's a much better theme song. Wow. Don't talk about Rev Theory like that. They do great work. Even though that's the only song I've ever heard from them, but they still do great work. Um, I, I mean, I, I, Pac was like everywhere. I, he looks like he's in even better shape than the last time we saw him in ring. So. I mean, when when Pac comes back, bro, I, I think that's the feud you go to, him and Eddie Kingston. Because, you know, Eddie took his death triangle away from him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if – I mean, Eddie Kingston is kind of like a heel at this point, but I think you can turn him face. And I think Pac and it, – it's, it's a natural – you know, a natural way to introduce it because they were just doing death triangle or triangula de la muerte. I'm going to give, I know I butchered the triangle part, but it's a much better name than death triangle. Oh, I, I like that. I, I like that. I like, I like that dude. Cindy, Cindy will uh, correct me on how to say it properly. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Cindy's going to be joining us for the full gear recap. Can't wait for it. All three of us recording together. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, Nyla Rose defeats red velvet. And no, I'm not talking about the cake. Yeah, so that happens. Um, she hits her with a beast bomb. One, two, picks her up. Hits her with the uh, the knee. What 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 does Hikaru Shida call her knee? Oh, I I want to. I haven't it, seen her in like a month, so how this, am I supposed to know? This is going to sound so bad, but I want to call it a Kinshasa. If you're gonna call it by Shinsuke's name, it's a Bomaye. Come on. Um, I I know no such thing. All I know is a Kinshasa. It's a bow my yay. He never used that move until he got to WWE, bro. That's what they teach us. I mean, he, he never used a Kinshasa until he went to WWE. But exactly. But. exactly. It's, it's that. That's the thing. Like AJ Styles, he was born, he wrestled somewhere else, and then he made it to WWE. That's all we need to know. He, he wrestled in bingo halls and barnyards, and then he went to Japan for a little bit, and then he's in WWE. 
Exactly. That that's what happened. Uh yeah, so this happens and then um um Vicky, Vicky Guerrero was like, Brandy, you're the CBO, you should be the CBSO chief bull officer. I'm like, oh snap, what? She threw out the S bomb, that's what's up. And then um Hikaru Shida had the nerve to put her hands on wrestling royalty. You don't touch Vicky Guerrero. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. The match itself was fine. No one got hurt. That's all we can ask for. It was definitely more of just a, a pathway to get Vicky to talk trash to uh, Hikaru Shida. I mean, we haven't really seen anything from these two women in terms of a feud. It's just like Nyla Rose has been winning matches on Dark and winning matches on Dynamite, and they haven't really been... She's a number contender. And that's really the only storyline we really have at this point. So uh, I, we've seen good matches between these two before. So hopefully Hikaru Shida can, uh, you know, pull a good match out of Nyla Rose. Uh, Nyla Rose is going to pull a good match out of Hikaru Shida. What are you talking about? What are you talking I mean, it about? It takes two. So uh, uh, SummerSlam 92, Brett did all the work. Well, I hope neither one of these are like, you know, pilled up and forget what happened mid, you know, at the beginning of the match. I mean, WrestleMania 12, Sean did all the work. Survivor Series 97, Sean did all the work. WrestleMania 14, Sean did all the work. Sean Michaels had a busted up back. He could did all work. the work. Come on, bro. Come on, man. I know you I know you you Austin fans don't want to admit it. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right, guys. It's all right. Go back uh, and watch those ninety-eight Raws and tell me Stone Cold's not the GOAT. Um no, he's not, because we don't know the GOAT is Ric Flair. Mm. What do you mean? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, hold on, hold on. Hold. That's another topic for another time. We got to finish AEW. So I'll admit Ric Flair's number one, but I will say Stone Cold is over Shawn Michaels. Um, that's a topic for another for another podcast. You're trying to pull it out of me. I know what you're trying to do. I know what you're trying to do. We're not gonna do that here. We're not gonna do that here. All right. So um, <clears throat> this was another main point of AEW. I didn't actually see it, but I saw a clip on uh, the tubes of you uh, after Cody's match. Uh, I, I guess he and uh, the Gun Club won, right? They did it. Cody didn't even get the pin. We got uh, Austin Gun, correct? Yes, yes. There you go. They make stars. That's what they do. Boom. Yes. Uh, Cody sends a message to Darby, and he's been kind of saying this on uh, on Instagram and Twitter, social media. Like uh, his title is the belt, which you know, we don't know. I don't like that term. It's the championship in wrestling. That's that's what he's been saying. It's the strap. Oh. Uh, he's been saying that, and you know. He said, Darby, you're not the ace. And basically, I am. I'm like, ooh, ooh, okay. I, I like this. I like this. Get, get, getting, a, getting a little fiery, you know? This will be their fifth encounter on Saturday. And I, I think every single match they've had has been really good. I mean, when it, when it comes to this match, they really haven't done anything. So we got Darby doing one of his little quick vignettes of him running over someone with a, a Cody mask and then Cody cuts the promo afterwards. So I thought it was nice that that kind of got the spotlight at the end of the show. And I thought Cody cut a good promo, little heelish, which Cody has been uh, doing thus far, kind of bouncing back and forth, depending on uh, which match, which match it be as. So with this, with this being said, do you think, you know, Cody's been getting cocky lately and Owen's been like, get serious. Do you think Cody's going to be too cocky on Saturday and a well, we'll get into that once we, once once we get to these predictions. Let's hit these predictions, bro. So AEW full gear is this Saturday. We have nine matches in total. Eight will be on the main card. So first up, Serena Deep defends her newly won NWA World's Women's Championship against Allison K, the former NWA World's Women's Champion. I got Serena Deep retaining her championship. So. Uh, all honesty, I do not watch NWA. I think it would be cool to get Allison K the championship because I think she has you know some upside and has a star potential to her. But I would go with Serena Deeb, just kind of keep it on her. Don't want to bounce the titles back and forth. All right. Maybe save a bigger title change for later in the night. Absolutely. I think this is going to be the match of the night. Kenny Hole Mega versus Hangman Adam Page winner becomes the number one contender for the All Elite Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. 
there's a story to be told here. Kenny finally finding his heart that he left in Japan or Hangman Page getting to that top spot. But then let's say he doesn't beat whoever walks out of a uh, full gear as the world champion. This is interesting. So we got the two emailers that said that they're going with Hangman, but I'm going to differ. I'm going to go with Kenny. I think this is where Kenny snaps. I, I, you could go the fact that Paige wins and then Kenny snaps, or I'm going to go Kenny snaps and wins. Oh, he does something pretty dirty to get the job done. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. But let, I mean, hmm, I'm trying to think about if Hangman doesn't win, where does he go? Where does he go? So, spoiler alert, I'm going to go with Moxley winning the championship. And I just feel like having a heel Kenny going up against a babyface Moxley is a much better matchup than having a babyface Paige and babyface Moxley. So, I think at this point, you can get the. I mean, I think Kenny is the guy to get the title off of Moxley. And you can transition that to a, a hangman match later on down the line because they have that heat. But I think at the moment right now, Kenny has a little bit more going for him. I think both of these guys have been squandered. But I think Kenny and Moxley is a better matchup. And you can go play off of last year's full gear where they had the garbage, you know, hardcore match. But now this is going to be a different Kenny Omega, the Japan Kenny Omega, where it's going to be the best bout machine. Oh, yeah, where the uh, the Baltimore Athletic Commission find AEW like $50,000, right? Mm-hmm. And that match was <laughs> not, very, not my favorite match in the world, to be honest. I still haven't seen it. I, I, I will go Kenny Omega as well, though, but uh, I think we're going to differ at the next one. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. I'm going Nyla Rose. So this one's kind of difficult just because they haven't done anything with either wrestler. I will differ from you, and I will go with Hikaru Shida. I'm still waiting for Thunder Rosa to come back. I don't know. I know she signed with NWA, and so maybe that's kind of makes her or allows her to be a part of AEW again. But uh, I, I want to see that match again. So I'm going to go with Hikaru Shida as the champion. All right. Uh, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy's become a breakout star over the summer. Uh, he's going up against the Dark Order's four, John Silver, a.k.a. Johnny Hungry. Um, Cassidy suffered well a loss and then a, uh, a time limit draw to Cody. Uh, John Silver, this is a really big breakout moment for him. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Cassidy, does he need a win? Sure. But, uh, that would be, that would be big for silver. Wouldn't it? It could be big for silver. I think this is one of the matches I was talking about that. It doesn't need to be on this show. It can be on a dynamite. I fully expect this to be very, you know, a heavily comedic match, kind of an old school orange Cassidy type match. And I think Cassidy wins pretty decisively here. It's only going to be like, you know, maybe five, eight minutes. Okay, you got Orange Cassidy. Uh, I have Cassidy as well. I don't, I don't, I don't know what, what, what you could do with uh, John Silver. I mean, he could be a nice comedy act, sure. He, he get, he's getting himself over on BTE, but I think at this point, Cassidy, you want to focus on him and keep him strong. Absolutely. All right, Cody Rhodes defends the TNT Championship. It is the Championship of America's Greatest Network. He is going up against the eccentric, carefree Darby Allen. Now, it mm, Cody just got the title back, though. He just got the title back. And plus, you know, with media tours and stuff for TNT, can Darby Allen really do that kind of thing? I think he can. I think Darby wins this match. I think we've talked about it, that Darby has been in this position many, many times. And it seems like every time he's in a big singles main event match, he loses. So I think this is the time where you can kind of pull the trigger and have him win. And then you can kind of tease a little bit of dissension with Arn and Cody, but it doesn't mean he has a full-fledged turn on any, on anybody. But I think this could be kind of the starting point of Cody maybe switching things up a little bit. I don't know, man, because he, he, I mean, he gets compared to Jeff so much because of the face pain of the putting his body on the line. But you look at Jeff, like, he was constantly having big moments, but he would always come up short until, like, the last couple times he had an opportunity at the title and won. You know, the, but, you know, you kept, 
you, you kept rooting for Jeff in those moments because he was so lovable and likable. And that's the same case with Darby Allen. You're choosing Darby though. I am choosing Darby. This is one of those matches that I am not confident whatsoever. I think this one page Omega, the tag team title match, they can go either way. I'm, I'm going Cody. I am. I am going Cody. Never bet against the nightmare. Um, all right. I forgot this was even happening. The elite deletion, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. I'm going Matt Hardy. So I don't exactly know like what this match is going to be. Is this like a final deletion pre-tape cinematic match? Is this a regular match? God forbid it's a hardcore match and they're taking bumps in the Jacksonville stadium, but I'm going to go with Sammy mainly just because I think Matt is kind of in the place where he's not doing too much. And Sammy possibly has a feud brewing with MJF. So I think giving Sammy the win here to kind of elevate him a little bit could uh, be a nice spot here. All right. Hopefully we get to see Senior Benjamin. Yes. And the mower of lawn. Wonderful. Nice little 2016 deep cut for you. Smokey agrees. Um, oh, Smokey's getting in on these predictions. Did you know that? Smokey is not in these predictions. He can have an opinion who wins, but he's not in the wow. You don't want to lose. You don't want to lose the title to a smoke detector. Exactly. It would be the equivalent of May Young's hand winning the WWE championship. Yeah. Or Kanye West winning the presidency. You just make a joke of everything. Dude, he got 60,000 votes. My cousin voted for him. I'm not happy to admit that, but she did. That's crazy. And he wasn't even like the presidential. He was the vice presidential candidate. That's interesting. Kanye 2024. Can we say that? Can we say that here? That's what The Rock is 2024. Oh, yeah. I'm 2032. So vote for me in 12 years, dude. You got me, though? You got me 12 years from now? Bro, you can be my vice. We, we could run this thing, bro. We could run this. No? Okay, you, only if I'm the vice president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be my vice. You know, I get I get a name, but I don't have all those responsibilities. You can be my vice. Huey can be the attorney general. We can we can do some we can we can do some things with this cabinet, man. With this with with this administration, I feel it. I feel it. All right, um, we just talked. Okay, it is the tag team championship match of the Young Bucks versus FTR for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. It has to be the Young Bucks. They're doing the Cody thing. If Does we lose, yeah, look, you can't have. Like both of your top acts not challenged for the top titles in their divisions because of this thing. You can't do that. You really can't. But you can tell the story of them understanding one another. Okay, so if the Young Bucks lose this, and then what do they do? What do they do? At some point in time, you kind of need the title. Like Kenny Omega, like – at some point in time, it could be coming up sooner rather than later. He's going to need the AEW World Championship. You know? I am very conflicted at the moment. I do not I'm, know. I'm going to Young go Bucks. With. I'm going Bucks on this one. I really am, dude. My gut is telling me FTR, but my heart is saying the Young Bucks. So hey, once again, just to be different, your heart, dude. I will go with oh. FTR. Oh, you're going FTR. No flips, just fist, huh? Top guys. I, I Top feel like guys. they're really hammering home the Matt Jackson leg injury. I think that can possibly play a part to the finish. But he still has that back injury from a couple years ago. So what if they both just happen at the same time? Back spasm and he rolls his ankle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Chris Jericho, the demo god, the million viewer, viewer man, Le Champion. Versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the salt of the earth. If MJ wins, he's in the inner circle. I'm going MJF on this one. And I will go with MJF as well. Don't know if he's going to win straight up. Cheating, I assume, is going to be some sort of you know weird finish at the end. But uh, I will go with MJF just so they can kind of continue on with this feud and possibly having Jericho get kicked out of the inner circle. Uh, finger poke of doom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would make the the show by go by quicker. It it would it would. No, they have like a fifteen minute match, then the finger poke of doom. Okay. Or they just stall the entire time. Yeah, they just talk trash to each other. <clears throat> All right. Lastly, Eddie Kingston versus Jean Moxley in an I Quit match for the All Elite Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. I'm going Mox, dude. 
That has to be right. That has to be you, Mox. Moxie. I'm definitely going with Moxley on this one. And I think it would be fun to see kind of how AEW tackles this match. Cause I said on hell in a cell, and I'm not a big fan of these. I quit matches or last man standing matches. Cause it does kind of hurt the flow of the match. So I am interested to see how AEW lays out this match. I would maybe think that it's going to be, it's going to be probably a real hardcore type of match. Maybe not as bad as the uh, Moxley Omega was last year. But I do think that we're going to see, you know, kind of all the stops pulled and maybe not a lot of stalling in terms of the ref. Like, oh, Eddie, do you quit? Moxley, do you quit? Come on, I can stop it. Just all you have to do is say I quit, like in the uh, Uso Reigns match. So that's got another thing to look out for. Hey, how crazy would it be if he, um, if he, like, let's say Renee's there and he grabs her and lets only Mox quits? That's some dastardly stuff, bro. It is some dastardly stuff, but I yeah. don't think you're going to want to. As much as I love Eddie Kingston, I don't think you want to put the title on him after Moxley's held the title for so long. Yeah, that's probably not what you want to do. But we, we'll probably see Darby win. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, uh, we both have Serena Deep. We both have Kenny Omega. You have Hikaru Shida. I have Nyla Rose. We both have Orange Cassidy. You have Darby Allen. I have Cody Rhodes. Uh, you have Sammy Guevara. I have Matt Hardy. You have FTR. I have the Young Bucks. We both have Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and we both have John Moxley. That's fun, man. Oh, um, on the tenth, uh, that's a, that's this coming Tuesday. Uh, AEW is supposed to be having some uh, news come out about their video game, so hopefully we get a release date and some trailer. Uh, hopefully it's better than WWE 2K20. I'll just say that. I'll just say that. You know, you guys can up the ante with that one, Brandon. It's gonna be the first ever AEW video game. You have to buy it, right? I mean, I'm gonna wait for reviews and see, but uh, more likely than not, I'll I'll check it out. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, you have Aubrey Edwards who worked in video games for 10 years doing this. You have Kenny who's the video game fanatic. So I think it's in good hands. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Superstar Spotlight, I'll wait till uh, the recap of Full Gear this Saturday to give you one. Brandon, if you have something, go ahead. No, I think, you know, Moxley and I'm just going to give it to AEW in general. They all did good. I really enjoyed this go-home show. Haven't seen NXT yet, but really like this Full Gear show. Absolutely. Uh, you and Smokey in an I Quit match for the Bullet Cast title? Just call me Triple H. I'm going to bring up that sledgehammer. Wow. Damn. Mm. No more beeping. You're going to, like, WrestleMania 19 him? You can't beat me, boy? You're going to give him one of those? Whoa, 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 whoa. No. No, I'm going to go like Rock Mankind. I'm just going to completely incapacitate him, and he can't say anything because, you know, oh, he might the, be dead. There's going to be brain matter coming out. Yes. Jeez. Plastic matter. Oh, oh the the the, uh, the mercury from the batteries is going to be oozing out. There you go. There we go. All right. Promo pick of the week. Shawn Michaels impersonates Hulk Hogan, brother. Um, from a spoof of Larry King Live on Monday Night Raw. August 1st, 2005, what comes out with crutches and does the whole shebang. This is leading up to the, uh, um, <laughs> one of the funniest matches you will ever see uh, from SummerSlam 05. Brandon, what were your thoughts on this promo? It's one of those uh, Shawn Michaels infamous promos, kind of all for the wrong reasons. We've talked about the match before. Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, not exactly the best of friends. Hulk Hogan pulling some politics. And with Hulk Hogan not being on the shows regularly and Shawn Michaels having to carry the bulk of the talking, he was able to kind of have free reign. And I think it was maybe this one in particular. That's one of the reasons why Hulk Hogan did not like Shawn Michaels that much and really took down, you know, best of three, where they each win one, where it's just one brother and I'm going over. Oh, you, you just watched that Cultaholic video? Uh, I have not, but it is well known. So oh. I do my research. Okay, okay. I'm not laying down for you, dude. You know, Hogan, he was str playing on the guitar because you know he could have played bass for Metallica. You know that, right? Exactly. But unfortunately, you know, they found this guy named Cliff Burton and he was all right. But Hulk Hogan would have been a lot better. Yeah. We could have sold out the garden, brother. Which I'm pretty sure Metallica has sold out the garden. I think so. They could have sold out Wembley. They could have sold out the O2 in London. They could have done great things with Hogan, but yeah. You know, could have, could have sold out Seiko Field, but you know, but you never know. All right, close match pick of the week. Let's Hangman see. Adam Page takes on Pac or Pac for uh, just a straight up one on one match, AEW full gear from last year. I am putting this on the record. It's not Pac, it is 
Pock. Like Tupac. It is Pock. Yes, sir. Anyways, Paige and Pock. I uh, very much enjoy this match. I think this was probably the best match of the show. Obviously, kind of dating back to Double or Nothing last year, they're supposed to have it, but some issues with visas or whatnot kind of delayed this match. And we finally got to see Pac and Paige really do what they can do. And, and this is kind of the beginning of Hangman really getting over with his beer drinking cowboyish. It wasn't visas. It was a you know booking. Pac didn't want to lose while he was the Dragon Gate champion. Yeah brother brother yeah he pulled some pulled some hogan ish yes sir yeah sir. i mean i remember this match being very good of uh, this full gear was a pretty was a really solid show you know this was one of the uh last pay-per-views with fans oh god oh jesus mm. Mm. pot comes back and costs eddie kingston the title what that'd be dope that'd be interesting yep yes sir yes sir Maybe. I think it's going to be a while before we see Pac because, like, logistically, he has to fly over, then quarantine, and then he has to, like, he's only going to be there for, like, a few days, and then maybe unless what he if buys he, the house. What if, what if he's already here? Mm, yeah. What if he's been here for, like, a month, bro, and we don't know? Hopefully he didn't sell whatever house he had when he was in WWE. I don't know. <laughs> um, Pac's never been in WWE. The man formerly known as Neville. Now, Adrian Neville, I remember that guy. I wonder whatever happened to him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, follow us on Twitter at BulletCast, Instagram, the BulletCast, YouTube channel, the BulletCast, email the BulletCast 2, as in the number 2 suite, SWET at gmail.com, 99.9 FM, KW in Watsonville, every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, Patreon, or love the damn place. Cindy, she will be joining us Saturday night for a recap of AEW Full Gear. Will I be the champion? Will Brandon, will Baby Huey retain? Will Cindy become the first ever female to hold the BulletCast championship? We don't. No, or will Smokey hold it? We don't know, guys. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. Um, thank you guys so much. Uh, hope you all um, did your civic duty and voted. Hope you checked off the right box. I'm just gonna say that here. Uh, stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, stay quarantined. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone messiah. This is gonna when your face is in the dirt, you'll know your death is what I seek. We are the elite. This has been the broadcast. Thank you for listening.